Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the Wild Cards Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Coleman Madland, joined here once again on this wonderful Thursday evening with my two fellow co-hosts. The greatest of all time, the GOAT, Joshua Sykes. And um, better than Josh, Brandon Hartke. <laughs> you already know. I think this is like, what, six in a row that we've done? I mean, dude, we're on a streak. We're round starting applause, to... Uh, fellas. Yeah, round of applause. Um, I think we gotta keep going. I don't. Uh, job's not finished, as Kobe would say, uh, as right. we'll allude or talk about later in the episode. But first, let's talk about um, just a quick update on our social media and our Instagram and stuff like that. Make sure to go follow that. Um, uh, if you go on Instagram, you look up Show Wildcards. You can find Instagram, or you can find a link tree, where you can find pretty much anything you need, um, anything the wildcards related. So you can get involved with us. Um, Again, that's Instagram show wildcards, S-H-O-W-W-I-L-D-C-A-R-D-S. Moving on, let's just get right into it, guys. The NBA trade trade deadline was today, Thursday, February 8th at, I think, 3 p.m. Eastern time. A lot went down today. Um, Last year, obviously, the big trade, there was uh, was a flagship trade, and it was the Kevin Durant to Phoenix trade. That was the main trade that, I mean, everyone talked about. I woke up, I think it was the day before the trade. Anyway, uh, it happened, I think. I think a few days before we actually started the podcast, because if you didn't know, next week, uh, I think about eight days from now, maybe nine, a year ago was um, when we had our first episode. So that's pretty cool. It, side note, though. Anyway, we didn't have a trade like that this year, unfortunately. I, I always like it when we have like the the big LeBron or KD or Steph or oh, what am I well, talking about? I mean, you, Steph, did, you tweeted traded, but. Dude, you um, tweeted that uh, LeBron was leaving for I, Dallas. What happened? I, I, I did tweet. Just trust did the Mark process, Cuban, man. Did Mark Cuban lie to you? Mark Cuban did lie. I was I was in touch with with uh, Mark Cuban, and they I was given false information. But the only false information about it was that it was going to happen this this uh, trade cycle. Oh, uh, I got you. See, so in the off season, it's 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 fair game. I never said win. Um, right. Actually, I think I did say win, but we'll ignore that. Go follow me on Twitter, Coleman Madland. All right. Moving on, let's just get let's just get into the actual trades and let's go in chronological order of like the most important trades. We won't say like the bums, like like Devin Booker and 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 All right. and Kate stuff like Cunningham. that. Kate yeah. We we won't talk about those players, um, but we will just go ahead and and Brandon, why don't you just lead us off, bro? T- t- tell us about your your trade you thought was interesting with the Pistons. To start the NBA trade deadline for us, the first one if Pistons received Simon Fantecchio. And the Jazz received Kevin Knox, a 2024 second, and draft rights to Gabriel Prasada. Um, I think this is a W trade for both teams. Um, I love, I hate losing Kevin Knox. Like he was like a great bench piece for us, um, good role player. And I also hate losing a draft pick, only because the Pistons, like you know, they need as much help as they can get. But you know, I, this guy Simon Fantecchio will be a great piece for us, and then. Celtics receive Xavier Tillman and the Grizzlies receive Lamar Stevenson, a 2027 second from Atlanta and a 2030 second from Dallas. I think the Grizzlies won that one just because of their draft capital and Xavier Tillman will now sit behind Porzingis. So congratulations. Good, good, good for the Celtics. And I think for each of this, how about we go back to the Pistons one and you said the Pistons or both teams won, but if you had to pick, let's all pick for each trade really quick who we think won just in one word or maybe if you want to elaborate one sentence brandon you said you you think the pistons won that trade correct uh i'd say jazz really you think oh okay 
Gotcha. I'll take okay. Guys as well. I was surprised the Pistons didn't uh, trade their franchise entirely. I just thought they were going to do that. They almost did. They pretty much did. Know, if you, why would as a franchise in total, we have more NBA championships than the Suns ever will. So. That is true. Oh, oh ever will. will. Don't make yeah, me throw combined, the in there. Combined. You weren't even. You weren't living. Okay. First of all, and second 2004. Of all, I was born in 2004. I was just figuring that, uh, like, Mark Cuban would buy the team for like a peanut M M&M. and M. I just didn't know what was going to go down there. Oh, I thought they'd want to get rid of it. Brandon, what what month were you born? June. I should know this. June. Dude, we should actually well, look up no. what date, because it could have been June, right? Or or the finals oh. back then were they in were they in June? Been in May. It would have been in May. Then, then you weren't you weren't born. You never witnessed the championship. You're just like us, Timberwolves and, and Suns fans, Brandon. There's no difference. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> there is a difference. My the Pistons are yeah. The Pistons are obviously more successful historically, but right now it's it's hard to hard to imagine that. Anyway, so that <laughs> those we all think that the Jazz won that trade. I'd agree. I think the draft capital along with the Kevin Knox, although questionable out uh, production from him, I think the, the the Jazz won that. But for the Celtics. I, uh, you said, or Brandon, you said the Grizzlies won that trade. I actually think the Celtics won that trade. I think Xavier Tillman has a lot of room to grow. Uh, the picks are, it's kind of rough, but at the same time, there are 2027 20, and 2030. 20, that 2030 pick, by that time, Boston will just be, I mean, in shambles at that point. The Boston, oh, it's, but it's 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 Dallas's second round pick in 2030. Yeah, but it, but it's it's through the Celtics. The Celtics have control oh, okay. over it. So yeah, they, they have control over it. Um, and I, I don't think by that time they'll be competitive. Um, I think that their run with the the Jays will be will be over, uh, but anyway, I, I so I think the Celtics won. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, I would go. I would just go Grizzlies, just because really Grizzlies right now they're just really hurt. So trying to build that and then have capital draft wise, I don't think Xavier Tillman's going to be that great either way. So sure. Okay, moving on to our next trade. I'll talk about this one a little bit more in depth. So Timberwolves, uh, the Timberwolves, you guys hear that? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Have you guys ever heard of the, the Minnesota Timberwolves? They're uh, first in the West, or kind of. The New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, well, anyway. Not anymore. No, not anymore. You're right. But they have been for most of the season, and they're yeah, my favorite Doesn't team. matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, the Timberwolves received Monte Morris after they gave to the Pistons the following. Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr., and a 2030 second round pick. Every time I see a 2030 pick, it just doesn't look right. The three in the, it just does not. 2030? Dude, that's just, I don't know, maybe that's just a, a, a visual thing that I just have to get over and, and accept the fact that we're already um, able to trade 2030 picks. But uh, about the trade, I think the Pistons won this trade. And and the reason I think they won this trade is not because of the 2030 second, not because of the, because what is that? Isn't is in like a 13 year old? Uh, uh, aren't they in like seventh grade? Anyway, not because of Shake Milton, especially not because of Shake Milton, but for Troy Brown Jr. I think Troy Brown Jr. He was on the Lakers before he got moved to the to the Wolves. I, I think he's, an, it's hard to quantify or like put on into words how good he can be because I don't think he's been given the proper, the proper um, like time allotments on, on the court to be able to prove what he's worth. But in the times that he did play for the Timberwolves, when uh, guys like Nikhil Alexander Walker or Mike Conley were either out or out of rotation or he and he was also playing some some uh, some of the three I think that he his impact kind of went like under the radar and um I guess the Timberwolves front office didn't they ended up thinking that he he'd be better off on another team so they ended up not playing him as much towards the end of his tenure in Minnesota and they shipped him off but as for what Minnesota got Monte Morris I don't think that really makes up for what um 
Troy Brown Jr. could have been. Uh, I know they need a point guard to back up Mike Conley because he's a fossil and he's playing almost at most every other game at this point in the season, which is kind of sad because he's a great piece. But I, I do think that the Pistons won this trade. What do you guys think? I didn't know when you were going to quit yapping over there. Uh, my bad. <laughs> no, but Monte Morris, um, I don't know. Really, to be honest, I think probably the Pistons won the trade just because Pistons need help. They need pieces. Is Shaq, is Shaq Milton going to do or Troy Brown Jr. going to do what the Pistons need to be done? Probably no. not, but no, it's going to help. And then they got so more draft is- capital. It is, in my opinion, it's one of those trades where, sorry, Brandon, I know you're going to jump in. It's one of those trades, especially because it's your team, but it's one of those trades where, like, the Timberwolves kind of win right now. None of those players are being used. In in 2030, uh, the Timberwolves probably won't be competitive. Uh, and at the same time, um, the, Pistons the Pistons don't won't really... be competitive either. Yeah, the, I mean, maybe not. Uh, I don't know if they receive any really real value besides the 2030 second and Troy Brown Jr. What do you think, Brandon? Um, obviously, like I told you when you showed it to me the other day, I told you that the Pistons won. I said that we fleeced y'all. I don't know about um, fleeced. Maybe. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I think you're really sleeping on Shake Milton. I think. I, um, I am a hundred percent. I'm, I'm fast asleep. He's <laughs> in a coma. Um, Shake Milton know, is, is, it's, it's a shame that I have to watch Shake Milton play basketball. I, I could have gone this entire, I could have mm. gone my whole life without watching him play basketball. I didn't like him on the Sixers. I think he's a, a good person. I, I, I probably, maybe, I don't even know him. Well, I don't even know if he's a good person. Take that back. It sounds like I'm hating and maybe I am, but it, it was tough to watch him play for my team. That's all I'll say. And I don't see it. I think he's a very piston, 2024 piston like player. So he'll fit in great and you'll love him because he's such a, he's so similar to all your players you've had this year. Terrible. Oh, thanks, man. Um, But yeah, I just think. We got two, I guess, role players. Um, obviously, Jay Ivey had a good night last night, so he cemented him from role. Hopefully, cemented himself in the starting lineup if our coach you know, stops smoking the reefer. And um, yeah, I mean, these guys should be good with Kate Cunningham being injured. Hopefully, they can step up, and you know, we can maybe win five more games before the season ends. But um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that optimistic. And just better draft capital, man. I mean, we need to get a first round pick. You know, maybe no, maybe five happen. seconds turns into one first. Maybe. You don't have any. You don't have any capital on that side that would be equal to a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, how many I second round more. picks have to turn it? Like, would you guys do four of the Pistons second round picks for a first? No, like they don't have any players or capital that would be yeah, worth I a mean, first yeah. round pick. They're in a tough spot. I mean, they just gotta wait it out at this point. Moving on to the next trade, just quickly gloss over. The Raptors got Kelly Olynyk, Oche Agbaji, and... Um, Celtic legend, bro. And then Jazz, the Jazz got Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis Jr. And a 2024 first-round pick that is the least favorable of uh, either the Thunder, Clipper, or Houston... Uh, Thunder, Clipper, or Houston's picks. Um, and Utah, if the pick falls between 11 and 30. So, <clears> out <throat> of that pick, uh, just really quick, I, I really think the Jazz kind of got the winner there. I don't know if Kelly Olynyk is going to be a big difference maker on the Raptors. I, I kind of like what the Raptors are like. They're they're trending to do. I like that they're with the moves that they've made. Uh, but will that make up for that first round pick? Uh, maybe if if it falls, if it's a later first round pick from from Utah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. What do you guys think? I think the. I think... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, okay. No, I was gonna say I think that the the, the Jazz won that trade. Uh, I really think the Raptors kind of won the trade, 
just because Raptors are, I don't know if they're in win now mode, but they're kind of building towards that. And um, OJ, Oshai, Aben, what, how you say that? Didn't he play for Kansas? Yeah, he played for Kansas. I, I, I remember the announcer. I can just vaguely hear it. I thought it was Oche Abaji. Abaji, that's what it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> good good perimeter defender, good perimeter player. Um, I just think he can grow into his own at the Raptors. Of course, there's a lot of time up there in Toronto be given away, you know, because uh, a lot of your big stars have gone on, uh, except Scotty. Scotty, obviously. All-star. Uh, yeah, uh, Kelly Olynyk. I think he helps in like the leadership role, but other than that, and I don't think Otto Porter Jr. gives you anything of that. So I think Raptors won the trade at, on their end. But I also think the Jazz wanted uh, got what they wanted with the first round pick. So I would say the Raptors, but they both pretty fair. Brandon, what do you think? Um, I think I, I think the Jazz won. I don't know how you get a first round pick for Kelly Olynyk and Ochi and Abagia, like you said. I don't know how to say his name, but um, yeah, I don't know how you get a first round pick. Um, I don't know. No, I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't know what Josh was saying. I don't know if the Raptors are really in uh, like a rebuild to win situation i think it's like it's like gonna be like a long rebuild process i mean i know like they've got emmanuel quickly and scotty barnes to build it off of but i don't know if those are the pieces that can really like take down like the people in the east like the sure. knicks and the sixers i mean maybe you get like a play in and you have like a magical run like the heat but i don't see like veteran presence to do that so i think the raptors are rebuilding obviously and giving up a first round pick is it when you're trying to rebuild especially one for this year is just like I think you should have kept that that's just my opinion I think the draft was it this year's pick yeah draft class too weak at the bottom so I wouldn't really well, it's worry still about early. That too much. I, I I disagree I think it's still early it's already February but I think it's still early I think there's still I, I'd agree obviously it's weaker than I mean but was last was last year's draft class even that good besides Victor if you take Victor out this would be that would be a pretty weak draft class in my opinion uh, besides a few guys from the top like besides Hawkes and yeah. uh and uh, I mean, I mean, who else is a, a rookie? You can't obviously not Chet uh, from that class. Jason um, Wallace. Wallace, also a good knockdown shooter. He was like 50 seconds. Yeah, Jordan, uh, uh, some great players. Um, Kaysen Wallace is shooting it really well, still is. Um, I think he's playing. I think he's in the three point contest or no, he's in the rising stars is what, is what it was. Anyway, yeah, overall, I think the I don't know, at least from my opinion, the, the Jazz won that trade. Just, Moving on. Oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Moving on to the 76ers trade um, with the Pacers. The 76ers got Buddy Heald, who all I think I mentioned earlier has a burner account on Twitter that's been exposed, and he posts a lot of funny things, and everyone knows it's him, but he'll never admit it. Uh, go follow two four two boss on Twitter. That's that's his uh that's his burner. And then the Pacers got in return Marcus Morris, Perkin Korkmaz, and three second round picks, which have yet to be disclosed as as of now that we're recording this, um, where they're from. But three three second round picks. I mean, I know the Sixers. Okay, this is the thing about the Sixers, I, and I'm gonna break this down. I think they're expecting. I mean, I think uh, Joel Embiid's expected to be back sometime in April, uh, which is just. I mean, I, I don't know if they'll. I think the Sixers have enough skill and talent to be able to last uh and and stay in the top six hopefully maybe maybe not top six maybe top 10 um until he comes back but Tyrese Maxey will really have to to stay at that level that he was playing at the beginning of the season and they'll need people like Buddy Heal to start you know putting in effort and, and putting in work immediately so if if the 76ers are planning on to to get Joel Embiid back and still make a playoff push I think this is a good move but if they're 
planning on like maybe waiting for next year and reloading or maybe a, a few years from now and, and, and you know, wasting Joel Embiid's uh, prime years. I, I don't know if this is a good move, but this this makes me believe that they're going to try to still make a push. Obviously, I mean, they're in the top couple seeds in the, in the East. They still obviously have a chance, um, but without Embiid, they're not winning nothing. So um, I think the old time will tell. So but out of this trade, I, I think that it's another win win. But if I had to say who's going to win, I'd say the 76ers just because uh, Buddy Heald is, I feel like, would be a perfect piece in their system um, to to make the difference. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I agree 100%. I think Buddy Hill would be a good spot there. Uh, of course, later we'll talk about them trading Pat Bev uh, away. So that kind of opens a spot for Buddy uh, in the starting rotation right away or early second rotation. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like this move is not, it's obviously not more defensive focus because you get rid of Pat Bev, one of the better perimeter defenders in the game. Um, so you're kind of going for offense there. You're trying to make up for what Joel and B gave you. Uh, you need offense to score and win the game. So good pick for them. Uh, it tells me that they're going to try to uh, outlast the injury of Joel and try to do something this year. For sure. So. What do you think, Brandon? Um, I think I think that the Sixers won, or the 76ers won, only because I believe that the Pacers really, really lost on um, I mean, you you are getting three. <laughs> you believe you believe they won because of it. No, I just thought the funny though you worded that. I, I mean, think, like, sorry. I, yeah, no, I, I I like I it how believe, you worded it. I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I just believe that the Pacers lost. Um, you know, they are like having like a shocking year this year. I believe they're where they fifth in the West or fifth in the East right now. I think they're six, so. They're sixth in the East. Pacers are sixth in the East. So you know they're fighting for just not go to the play in, fighting for a playoff spot. And I think losing Buddy Heald is just like massive, like middle of the season. For sure. Like, you know, if they lose him at the end of the season, I think, you know, I I still think they lose. But losing him right now, I think is very like a crucial thing because like he was really like the centerpiece of that team to me. Yeah. Besides Tyrese Halliburton, who's injury prone. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Oscar Sheba is up there. I'm just kidding. Okay. Here we go. Um, Josh, you want to talk about the Thunder, their trade? Yeah, uh, kind of surprising, though, coming out of uh, OKC this afternoon. Uh, Gordon Hayward's going to go to the Thunder for Trey Mann. Uh, that's, I don't know how to say his first name. I'm so sorry. And I don't know how to say his last name. If he, if he, un- if he averages he- under two points a game, then I don't think you deserve... I don't think you're required by... You're not obligated to know his name. So I, I'll give you the pass. Uh, Mick, Mick, uh, Mick, 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 Mick. Mitchich, Mitchich, I think. Mitchich, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Davis, Bertons, and then some draft comp. Uh, didn't really uh, specify that. I don't think. I think it's kind of like the fine print. Uh, probably a second rounder or two. I don't think it's been specified yet. Uh, of course, we know the Thunder has plenty of draft comp. So I think this move really. I mean, you get rid of Trey Man. He don't play a lot. Obviously, the Mick Mick guy don't play a lot. Davis Berton plays a little. Um, but really, you just you move those pieces in a sec, maybe a second or two second rounders to get Gordon Hayward right now. In the last few years that he has, in the last few knee tendons he has, uh, <laughs> dude. The more I look at this, the more I realize the the, the the Thunder didn't really give up anything besides Trey Man. 
I think the Thunder fleeced the Hornets. They to be did with you. fleece them, and, and, and no matter you can say what you want about Gordon Hayward and, and this point about his career, but I mean, what? Look at this. This is just ridiculous. They only gave away Trey Mann and two bums. I mean, Davis I mean, Bertans is not really. A, I mean, he's a bum, but he's not like a bum bum. Uh, and and some draft comp. I assume it's like a, a, a pick swap or something like that. Like I, I really think that the Thunder, I mean, gave, the, the Hornets. What do they do? Come on, guys. Hornets. Whatever. What, you guys got to figure it out. This is just ridiculous. Gave, at this you point, you gave up like absolute like trash bench players for a starter in the NBA. Like that's, that's yeah, how that that, that's that's as simple as you got to say it. I mean, yeah, uh, Thunder yeah. one, in my opinion, It's a good move. I think. What do you think, what do you think, Brandon? Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, people are sleeping on Gordon Hayward. I mean, obviously he's not against like, prime like he used to be, but he's still a good piece. Like he was he, doing everything. Sneaky athletic, for, dude. Okay. He's doing everything he could for Charlotte. <laughs> um, I just think, obviously, the Thunder won this one. Um, you know, all they really lost was Trey Mann and maybe some, you know, whatever the draft thing, draft comp comes out to be. But, I mean, even then, like, they don't really lose draft comp because they have so many first-round picks from, like, the Paul George trade, which is just crazy to me. And um, I think that adding a veteran piece like this Especially now that they're like I believe tied for the first seed, I think, or have it by themselves by maybe half a game, um, going in towards the playoff stretch after All Star break. I think this is good, good trade. We have another trade. So the Knicks receive Boban Bogdanovich and uh, Nick Legend Alec Burks, and the Pistons receive Evan Fournay, Malik Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn. Oh, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Ryan. Archie Kono. I, I remember him from Villanova. I think it's Archie, Archie Dinacchio. Archie, yeah, something like that. Archie, Archie Villanova Dinacchio. legends. Okay, they received Archie Dinacchio. Archie Dinacchio. Again, if you don't average over three points a game, that, that's when I'll start learning your name. So. And they also got two second rounders, or two second round picks. Um, I think, I mean... I don't know. You could argue that the Knicks won. I'm going to go with... I don't know. I think the Pistons, this is a good trade for them. Um, I mean, they're just getting, like, rotational pieces. Although, I think we could have got a first for Bogdanovich just because... And Alex Burks also has been on a tear. So, I mean, I guess two second-rounders isn't bad, but I would have liked the first-round pick here, even though the Knicks are trending in the upward direction, so the pick wouldn't have been decent. But, I mean, a first-rounder is a first-rounder. Oh, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, first thing I have to say is my my boy Ryan. Um, let me just talk about the whole naming thing. He's he, he averages over two minutes a game, uh, and and this season so far he's played twenty games and he has yet to score a point. So I, I think that's one thing. Uh, I'm definitely oh, yeah. Not I did gonna, see that report. I saw I, that on Instagram. I'm not going to learn how to pronounce your pronounce your name if you played twenty games and you've yet to score. Okay, a point. guys. Let's okay. We as sorry as as a representative of the podcast, we are. We know that y'all aren't bums because like y'all made it to the NBA, but sure. to our standard, you are an NBA bum because you don't play. Although we would never touch an NBA court unless we were. Thank you. You know, uh, thank you for translating. Exactly. This he would cook me a hundred to zero every time, but he's also a ten day contract player. So yeah, personally, overall, personally, I, he wouldn't he wouldn't cook me like that. Oh okay, my my fault. I think yeah. th I think that the Pistons won this trade. Um, I think that's. Those two second round picks, along with Quentin Grimes, Mal uh, Malachi Flynn, um, and then my boy Ryan. I, I'm sure you guys will enjoy those zero points per game. Um, and then obviously Evan Fournier. I don't know if Boyan um, or Bojan, but how, however the 
how you're supposed Bojan, to speak. Bogdanovic. I mean, dude, what is it? This draft, like, trade deadline and people with names, I, I still, I just can't pronounce. Maybe I'm just, I don't have enough, like, seasoning in, in, on me, uh, if you know what I mean. I, I just can't pronounce these names, and I apologize for that. But I don't know if they make up for, obviously, everyone knows Bogdanovich, but I don't know if he makes up for, um, makes up for all that, that, that the, uh, the Knicks gave away, despite, you know, me not knowing his name. What do you guys think? What about you, Josh? Uh, I don't know. Well, honestly, I would say Bo, uh, Bogdanovich is probably the biggest piece here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Pistons, you get Evan Fournier. Like, congratulations. Found that out of his prime at this point. Uh, Did he have a prime? Malachi, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Knicks legend. Bogdanovich, uh, great piece for the Knicks. Uh, really going to fit in that front court really well. Um, Alec Burke's going to fit in the backcourt very well. Going to give him some good minutes. Uh, but still, I do think the Pistons probably won the trade just based off um, bodies alone. You know, you got one, two, three, four players for two. And then really you get six players for two players. So, and the Pistons don't have much to lose at this point. So. Pistons dub. All right. Besides like what? 30 more games? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Kate and them. But. Moving on, Raptors receive Spencer Dinwiddie and then instantly wave him. And the Nets receive Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. Um, Dennis Schroeder's just being bounced around. Poor guy. I, I feel bad. And, you know, what was it? he had a big contract offered to him by the Celtics and declined it. And they expected more money back yep. in the day. And that never happened. And ever since then, his career has kind of been downhill. I'd be pissed. But, <laughs> I mean, he, it was, I think he was like four years, like 80 mil, and uh, he declined it and then like signed a one year deal with the Lakers. <laughs> so, and then missed, missed their uh, their ring, then get the yeah. ring. So, yeah, overall, just a ba- yeah, bad series of events for, for Dennis Schroeder. Even if he would have gotten that ring, it would have been signed Disney World. So, you know, he did get his hairline back. So, I mean, you're right. To him. Congratulations to him for that. That's probably the only dub so far in the past 10 years of his so career. So I, I think I'm going to go with um, the winner. I, I mean, I, what did the Raptors win anything besides getting uh, rid of two people? Dude, imagine how bad you'd feel. Like, you get traded, you're feeling good about getting a new situation, they just wave you instantly. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, how you got to feel for him. You got to feel for him, though. It's like he's in a spot where, like, I don't know, I kind of I, I kind of – Messed with Spencer Dinwiddie. Wait, that sounds terrible. I yeah, kind of unemployed. That's I kind of like. Bad for him. Well, I, I do feel bad for him. Of course, he's a, he's a fellow unemployed. No, I'm kidding. He's a he's unemployed. I'm sure some team will sign him eventually. I think the Lakers are actually front running to to pick him up. So don't be surprised if you see that even like in between um once he clears waivers and maybe even before this podcast is uploaded. But uh overall, the Raptors obviously trying to clear some space. I think they might make a move, pick someone up in free agency. I don't know who, but obviously they're just trying to get rid of cash. So I'd say that the Nets kind of obviously fleeced them, maybe. Uh, that, that's, I'd say, not fleeced, but I think the Nets definitely won this trade. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Uh Another big trade. I think probably the second biggest trade behind the Gordon Haywood trade. Mm. Uh, news-wise, uh, P.J. Washington finally gets out of Charlotte, away from his baby mama, uh, and uh, he goes to the Mavericks. Uh, the Hornets would receive Grant Williams, uh, Mr. Tennessee Inflated Arms himself, and Seth Curry, uh, another hated dude from Duke, and a first-round pick in 2027. Honestly, can, we talk, can we talk about this and, and, and understand what the hell the Mavericks were doing at least that's what I think Josh you have uh, you, you disagree you, like I mean I like the PJ Washington move 
Like, if you just trade him with Grant Hill straight up, and Steph Curry, I mean, Steph Curry, yeah. Maybe the first rounder was a little much, though. Like, I feel like that's where I crossed the line of yeah. good trade to a bad trade. Like, first rounder, I mean, PJ, he's a great productive guy. I think his talents are misused in Charlotte. I mean, he did, he has been playing really good. Uh, just not in a big market, not in a good team, so he's not going to get seen. Sure. I think I think putting him with Luka, I think that would be a good uh, jump to his career for sure. Is he going to uh, play over a guy like Lively though, or a guy or, or any other any other big guys? Is he going to play? I mean, is he even going to start? I think he plays power forward for them. Sure, but I mean, is he going to? I mean, I don't know if he fits into their rotation very well. I mean, they, they they'll be really big if they do that. And also another thing. Uh, another thing, this 2027 first round pick, are we, do you guys expect the Mavs to be, I mean, at least my perspective is I don't guarantee that the Mavs, sure, Luka is probably going to be in his prime. I don't think, I don't know if it's a guarantee that the Mavs are going to be all that in 2027 and have a super high pick, meaning that, or a super high uh, a ranking, meaning that their pick's going to be bad. So I, I, I wouldn't go, I would go out a limit here and say that it's not like a guarantee that this pick is going to be that, that, um, that great or that, that, that bad. This, this might be a good pick depending on the moves that the Mavs make. It could be, 100%. But, I mean, it's just like if Luke, it, it, that all depends on if Luca stays with the Mavs, though, really. Sure. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. 100%. Luke, I think he will. I, that's my immediate thing. I think he stays for a while. Yeah. What do you think, Brennan? Yeah, Um. I think I'm going to have to get this one to the Mavericks, I think. Although, really? Josh. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you are losing a first-round pick. And, I mean, Grant Williams, Celtic legend, Batman himself. But I mean, what was he really doing besides sitting behind Kyrie? Um, sure. You know, he's like he's, like, he's a good player. <laughs> Seth Curry's got a good shot, but I truthfully forgot that he was on that team. And um, PJ Washington, I think, has a versatile game that was, you know, used in Charlotte to the most of his potential that he could use it there. I mean, you know, with no offense to Charlotte, I mean, it's not like the organization's terrible, but they, you know, they come on, yeah, to- yes, it is. It's, I mean, pretty, it's yeah. as close as you can get. I can't remember the last time they were in the playoffs. Um, Charlotte's just always Charlotte and um, the Wizards are two teams that I like forget that are in the NBA. But I think PJ Washington is a I wouldn't say like a great piece, but I think he fits some average scheme really well, yeah. and I think it'll help with you know people not double teaming Luca. Sure, you know, give them another piece to swing the rock to. I agree. That's just my, I just think the Mavericks won. Yeah, I do too. All right, moving on. We got the Bucks, Patrick Beverly and his podcast. Obviously, our podcast is more prestigious and pretty much every metric. But if we have to talk about it and give him a shout out, maybe boost his viewers, we'll talk about it. So the Pat Bev podcast, uh, it, it was first reported by by that podcast that uh, Patrick Beverly was going to move on and sign with the Bucks and the 76ers in uh, return for that trade. Got Cameron Payne, a 2027 second round. And one thing I want to point out is that Patrick Beverly is joining the Bucks' uh, uh, Damian Lillard, obviously another big trade that happened. And I just want to point out, guys, this is a, this is a they have a, a, a history together or with each other. I, I remember when Dame was back on the the Blazers, uh, they didn't really get along too well when they played. And Pat Bev um, and all the teams he's played on, uh, they they did have beef. I remember there's this one clip where Dame's at the free throw line and Pat Bev's just barking out insults, and and they you know they had come kind of have a confrontation. And I saw on a clip on Twitter, um, Pat Bev was on the phone after 
uh, announcing the trade details, and he's explaining how he has to get his relationship better with with Damian Lillard, which is definitely. I mean, you, you obviously can't have teammates that are beefing, um, like Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, but uh, uh, it's probably not at that level. And I'm sure they'll be professional enough to, you know, forget about it. Uh, I mean, dude, they're on the same team. They have the same, you know, when you have, when you're together with someone and you have the same goals, same mindsets, you tend to forget that kind of stuff. But as for who won the trade, I do think it's an interesting trade. Uh, I think Cameron Payne is a great role, play, role player. I think the 2027 second round is obviously not as, as big of a deal, but that's basically two bodies. I like the, the way that Josh was describing it earlier. But Pat Bev is another thing that Josh was describing, uh, a really great uh, perimeter defensive player, as everyone knows. Um, he won the he won the Timberwolves an NBA title uh, back in 2021 <laughs> against the Clippers. And... <clears throat> And it was also very interesting to see uh, in all the places that he's played, the the not the only the impact defensively that he has, but just like the energy that he brings on the court. I mean, he'll get guys riled up. He's like the, what's he the equivalent of? I mean, he's, I'm trying to think think of an NFL equivalent. It's, it's well, really, actually, honestly, yeah. I, I saw a clip the other day and it, it kind of ties in great with where he went. He said, uh, it was on a podcast. He said, my rating is this, 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 and Giannis is this, this, this. And so he said, so when I'm guarding you, it feels like Giannis is guarding you. That's crazy Whoa. now. They're on the same team. That's two of the it best is. defenders I mean, in yeah. the league. They got, they got some great pieces, and the Bucks are obviously trying to make a move. They saw the Sixers were down. They lost a man, uh, and they're trying to trying to take advantage of that. So Yeah, but why would, the Sixers, why would the Sixers trade Pat Bev? Yeah, I, I don't know. Guard. To another to Atlantic another team, rival, yeah. like it's a rival in I conference, guess. in division, and also at the right. top of the East. Strange move. So, but I think the Bucks won this trade. What do you guys think? I'm gonna have the parlay out for the Bucks on the in the 76ers, bro. Yeah, Brandon, what do you think? Really quick, Bucks or Bucks or Sixers? Uh, <laughs> uh, Bucks. Bucks. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, moving on, let's just gloss over three more trades really quick, and then we'll say who we think won. Probably not going to these as deep, but the Pacers got Doug McDermott uh, from the Spurs, and the Spurs received Marcus Morris and a 2029 second round pick via the Clippers. Overall, I think Doug McDermott, obviously a great player, uh, but is he worth Marcus Morris in a 2029 second round? I think that trade's really even, but the Pacers obviously feel like they can implement him, so I trust him. I think the Pacers won that trade. Um, do you yeah, I feel, I feel like after they get rid of... Uh buddy they felt like they needed another scoring yeah. wing replacing him uh, they kind of went with a sure. shooter with doug so yeah. i still feel like the spurs won but i feel like the pacers did what they needed to do yeah and the kings receive robin lopez and the bucks receive nothing but straight hash uh the bucks got rid of him for some for, for some cap space and then the suns last trade that we're going to talk about the suns receive royce o'neill david roddy they switched their royal players out um the nets receive jordan goodwin and Bates deal and then three second rounders, which is probably the biggest just asset on this list here. The three second rounders, two of them being from Memphis, and then the Grizzlies got the Suns role players, Watanabe and Mitu. So yeah, that's one. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely think that the Nets won with those three second round picks. Uh especially, you know, they need to make up the capital they had spent for getting the big three that were in pick three, uh, that were in uh Brooklyn together, KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. So I think they're trying to make up for some of that capital. They did a great job here. So that's my opinions on that. All right, Brennan, do you want to lead us in and, and talk about the upcoming Super Bowl, biggest event of the year? Yeah, man. So um, let me get us started real quick. So, so Super Bowl 58 um, being held in Las Vegas, Nevada this year. I've heard from people online that they're saying Las Vegas should hold the Super Bowl every year, not because of Allegiant Stadium, just 
but because it's Las Vegas, I mean, what? I, I don't hate that. I, I is that weird that I, I don't hate that? I, yeah, don't, I don't even hate it. I don't hate it either. I think I think it's great because you know a Super Bowl. You think it's like the biggest game ever. So it's obviously the biggest game in the United States. Everyone waits for it, and then you put it in Vegas, where you know stuff goes crazy. I mean, you can just gamble right there, and there's so many things. It's it's Sin City for a reason. Sure. I think it would actually be perfect. Um, yeah, you know, and now that you say that, I never that. have home field advantage because they'll never make it. You're right, so, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, that's just so Super Bowl Fifty Eight being held in Las Vegas this year. Um, we'll I'll start you off with some injuries. Joe Thune, who is the Chiefs, um, one of the Chiefs guards, he has a pec injury and he is a, probably very unlikely to play. Um, Jared McKinnon, who has a groin injury, I think just came off. Vikings you know, legend. Yeah. Um. He. I, Andy Reid said is on long shot to play. He had limited practice today. And then Katerius Tony, obviously, if y'all saw his IG live, he's not injured, but the Chiefs he's still decide if he plays or not. And Andy Reid, you know, I don't know what his decision will be. So I would put him as questionable just because of, you know, his decisions. And I think he's probably a liability out there. So it's probably in the Chiefs' best interest not to play him. And then other news. Apparently, the 49ers who are practicing at UNLV, they're using their practice facility. Um, their field is terrible compared to what the Chiefs are getting. The Chiefs get to use the Raiders practice facility, which I didn't realize that, like, you know, like who decides, like, what team yeah. uses which facility? Well, 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 before before you go on, it's not the it's UNLV is a bystander to this. It's not actually their field. No, the, I know. It's just like the NFL put sod on the field yeah, like two weeks in advance. Mm. And the sod's not set in or anything like, like mushy, that. right? I think I saw some players saying, "Yeah, that. it's mushy. It's, it moves a lot, and they're just yeah. afraid, injury afraid." That's the yeah, NFL's fault. I just want to say, you know, UNLV is not responsible for that. No, UNLV, great school. Um, but this Cheaters. is the second time. What? Cheaters and basketball. But keep going. <laughs> okay, this is the second time that the Chiefs and 49ers have matched up in a Super Bowl, where they met in 2019, where the Chiefs won that one. Yeah, and then um, after remember, that Super Bowl, we had a pandemic. So get yep. ready, guys. Here we get go. Your mask back out. I got, um, I got mine ready. The, the Chiefs are building someone of a dynasty, having their fourth Super Bowl appearance in five years. Um, That's insane. And, yeah, it's actually crazy to think. I think they've had six straight AFC championship appearances. Um, and so four Super Bowl appearances in five seasons is absolutely crazy. I believe they are looking to be... I don't know how many teams, but they're looking to repeat back to back. It hasn't happened since the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shout out to them. And let's see what else we have here. Um, five seasons. They're coming off. So the the 49ers coming off third straight NFC Championship game appearance. Obviously, just beating the Lions. Um, many people believe in Brock Purdy many people hate Brock Purdy just because of how basic he is and how massive a system that the 49ers have built there with great positional players many people believe that they could step into Brock Purdy's shoes and succeed and um they probably would they probably would I can't lie I mean if I had to if I had to get in the pocket and you know throw a check down to Christian McCaffrey and he took it for a 50-yard tutty I ain't gonna complain you know yeah you couldn't do that buddy 
<laughs> Set hike one two. Oh no, Chris McCaffrey. Boom, Tutty. Yeah, you just sitting back in the pocket waiting for this big three hundred pound dude who's laying on top of you. I bet you make a good pass. Yeah, but this will be Brock Purdy and Chris McCaffrey's first Super Bowl appearance. Um, the Chiefs, or yeah, not the Chiefs. The 49ers do have key pieces like uh, George Kittle and Nick Bosa, who went to the Super Bowl in 2019. And, you know, they're looking for revenge. Travis Kelsey and Tyler Swift are looking for love. My brother, give me a break. Uh, not, hey man, not on this podcast. I, not I have to put podcast. it in there. I have to, no. I have to include it. Um, Kyle Shanahan's seeking his first Super Bowl title, you know, after the Atlanta Falcons disaster. Jesus Christ. And the loss that they had when they did have the lead against the Chiefs in the 2019 Super Bowl. So Kyle Shanahan's known for blowing leads in the Super Bowl. What a bum. And Andy Reid obviously submitting his case for being the greatest coach of all time if he wins this. If he wins this, he's second best of all time, no doubt. That's that's I my mean, I don't care about John Madden. I'm sorry, it's too long ago. I don't care about all that stuff. Sure, great guys. And he was on the cover of Madden. You gotta forget about that. And he, wait, he wait, cover of Madden. He, I just said John Madden was on Madden. the cover of Madden. He is Madden. Oh geez, that's a that's a that's a tough one to come back from. But you guys know what I mean. He's he's the the face of a lot of th- things when people Technically think Technically he is the cover of Madden. He's on every yeah, cover. He's on every cover, yeah, you're right. And uh when when old heads think of uh, good coaches, they probably think of John Madden, guys like uh, Bud Grant. Sorry, that's a Vikings reference. And then uh, who else? Uh, Lombardi. Yeah, nobody thinks of Bud Grant. Are you Lombardi. Serious? Lombardi. Uh, another one. Obviously, really, really old. So I mean, these are the old head picks. But I mean, these new guys, man. We got guys like uh, we got guys like uh, uh Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, Mike old, McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, sure. I mean, I don't know what he's done yet to deserve to be in the conversation with those two, but sure, go with it. And, and a lot of these guys actually just really... Mike Tomlin? Up. Mike Tomlin, been in the league for a long time. Um, been really good for a long time. All these guys are just are just great pieces, and, and um, they come from a lot of... A lot of them come from that Washington coaching tree, but that's a that's a whole other other story. Anything else, Brennan? Um, no, I mean, obviously everyone knows Brock Purdy is going to be the first uh, lat- Mr. Relevant to um, start in the Super Bowl. Obviously, like... Kurt Warner played in the Super Bowl, who was undrafted. So it's a cooler story, in my opinion. But, um, you know, it's just Purdy, who has a super team, versus Mahomes and the Chiefs, who are honestly more of a defensive team this year than they've ever have been. Sure. So shout out to their Steve Spagnola leading that defense. And, um, yeah, that's about all I can think of as of right now. The game is on Sunday, as everyone knows, um, in Vegas. 5:30. Taylor Swift will be there. Oh my thank god. god! Thank God! Thank God! Yeah. Thank God. I don't thank know if what I'd be able Tokyo. to do. I think I, I don't know if Taylor Swift will be there, so I don't like. I just she's assume be she'll be there. I'm gonna hold yeah, you to it, Brennan. When she's not there, I'm gonna hold you to well, it. Hey, we'll know within the first 30 seconds. The oh, you're right. Will pan that way. They're, they're gonna miss kickoff because the camera's gonna. Anyway, do you think she'll on. join the halftime show? Well, she. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna just get rid of everyone. And be like, sorry, there's a change of plans. Like yeah, halfway like, through actually, the second sorry, quarter, buddy, you're not getting on the stage. Yeah, you can go back to the hotel. And just a just a thing to bring up about the whole Super Bowl being held off every year in Vegas. Obviously, that's never going to happen, in my opinion. I don't no. think that will ever happen. But if it were, yeah, I think that all the casinos, the conglomerates in 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 Vegas, I think they have enough money to make it happen. If they really wanted to, they have enough money yeah. to make it happen. But I don't think it will happen. But that's just my you know two takes. Oh, another sense. another question for y'all to think about. Do you think we should get Mondays off after the Super Bowl? Ooh. I've heard people talk about it all the time. That's Sign like, me up. Sign me up. I it's, wish. A holiday. it's a big holiday. It's a bigger holiday than like, I mean, is it? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of holidays that 
uh, a few other ones that I could talk about, but okay. I don't. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a good idea, Josh, because I've like, heard some countries like do that for soccer, like a big soccer yeah. game. Yeah. Argentina, like when they had like the parade, everybody, no work. Sure. You know? yeah. So, I mean, obviously they'll do that for whoever wins, but that's like not the whole country. Like yeah, United States on Monday, everyone should not have to go into work hungover. You know, full of chicken wings. You know Joe if Joe Biden wants my vote next uh, election, he'll he'll make it happen. Um, sign me up as well. But you, at least you guys won't have to worry about it because you guys are unemployed. All right, let's move on. So we got the feels good story of the week. I think this is the third edition, and this time Josh wants to take the lead on this. So Josh, tell us what the feels good story of the week, edition number three, is on this yeah. beautiful Thursday. Uh, it's not really the week. It's more like today. Uh, today that we're recording is two eight twenty four. It's the Remembrance Day of Kobe. Uh, of course, Kobe. Two, two would be uh, Gian, uh, Gianna, his daughter, wore number two. Of course, he wore eight and 24. Uh, Kobe always talked about when he switched numbers, he felt like he switched the way he played his game. Uh, and he says, people always say he had two Hall of Fame careers, one with eight and one with 24. Do you guys think so? Uh, do you think if he stopped playing before he switched and after, do you think those are probably. two different? I, I think, yeah. especially the one before. Yeah, because he had a three-peat, and then three-peat, you got to yeah. think. I think his rings with 24 is harder, though. Sure, for sure. I think that's why you would say he had a Hall of Fame career. They but actually yeah, just, are... just like about, I think, five minutes ago, they just revealed this new statue. Do you guys want to look, oh, really? look at it? Yeah, they just revealed it. Oh, they actually came out with it? I saw that they yeah. were like looking ten, for it. Ten minutes ago. Let's move on to our picks from last week. Again, if you are new to the Wild Cards podcast, which... Uh, you may be. Uh, we do we do ten games a week where we pick and we decide between um, the teams and we and we pick to see our record and then the winner uh, or rather the loser will have to pay for a dinner at the end of ten weeks. Uh, and right now our our running total. Uh, I'll just start and go ahead and list it off. Josh has been twenty and twenty for a, a win record of fifty percent. Again, we're four weeks in. We're about to pick our fifth week of games. Brandon is twenty three and seventeen for a win a win rate of fifty seven point five percent, and I am twenty four and sixteen at the top. The win record of sixty percent. I'm him. Uh, I flipped. I flipped back last uh, last season. Rather, uh, I think we did like what twenty or so, tw- twenty or so podcasts straight of uh, of picking games. And for some reason, we did thirteen a week. Anyway, long story. But I-, I ended up last, and I'm I'm proud of how I'm started out up top. Even though Brandon's only one game behind, and Josh, to be fair, Josh is only four games behind. All it takes you know any given week, man. Any any given week. And oh, and um, last week. Our records were, of course, you want to talk about it, Brandon. <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh went four and six. I went five and five, both mid. And Brandon went eight and two. He had a great week. And actually, Brandon, hey, come on, Brandon, you got to give me some credit. In our group chat, I texted you. I think it was yesterday. I was like, dang, Brandon, you're, really, you're doing, you're having a great week. Having a great. Week. At that point, you were eight and one. You could have had a nine and one week. I don't think anyone's ever gone nine and one, even dating back to last season. So I think uh, I, I think I got close. I'm sure you I did, Josh. Got, I mean, got I a, agree. I had Mickey Mouse losses, though. like Clippers, like sure, a home yeah. game. If Zion's not playing and we're losing, like yeah, what? You should lose that game. I just want to say, uh, I did say Giannis would score 40 against the Mavs. He scored 48. Luka did not touch 60, like Josh said. And um, that is true. Tennessee did not have a 10-point comeback because they had the lead the whole game. So, All my right, fault. Shut your freaking so, mouth. Shut up. Just shut yeah, up. Josh and I. I just have to mention. No. How about, let's go ahead and talk about the games for next week, week five. So, we're starting our, our our fifth game. We're about halfway done, guys. This is this is getting down to the wire. Not really, but uh, you know, remember, got to keep. Rem- we got to remind everyone of the stakes. The loser, whoever has the worst win record um, out of these hundred games that we're picking, has to buy the other two or treat everyone to an expensive dinner. So yeah, I want everyone to keep that in mind. 
Yeah, well, it, it will happen because you're going to get the worst record. But anyway, let's nope. move on. Uh, Friday, which is tomorrow, um, as of the date we're recording this, uh, is the we have two games. We have the Hawks at the Sixers, and all of us have the Hawks. And then we have the Nuggets at the Kings. Uh, Brendan and I have the Nuggets. Josh has the Kings. Josh, why do you have the Kings? Really, just the Kings. I would say De- uh, De'Aaron Fox is trying to prove himself uh, in the Nuggets. I feel like they're going to take a night off. Insightful pick. Insightful pick. All right, moving on to Saturday. We have number 13, Baylor, at number four, Kansas. All of us have Kansas, even though Baylor has been making some strides recently. The Thunder at the Mavs is our second game on Saturday. All of us have the Thunder. The Thunder are doing pretty well. The Mavs are slightly injured. There's always some... I mean, Luka and Kyrie have been kind of off and on. I mean, how many games have they played together this season? I don't think it's more than half. Uh, Anyway, moving on to Sunday. We have the Super Bowl, the 49ers versus the Chiefs in Las Vegas. Uh, Brennan had a great segment on this and he chose the Chiefs. So I said, why not choose the Chiefs? The expert chose the Chiefs. I'll go with the Chiefs. Just kidding. I picked the Chiefs because I know the Chiefs are going to win. Josh obviously has a different idea. He has the 49ers. Josh, why do you have the 49ers, man? Yep. All right. Moving on to the Celtics at the Heat. Uh, all of us have the Celtics. The Heat, I mean, I think they were on like a, what, six or seven game losing streak? It's something ridiculous. Uh, they got to get their stuff together. Uh, I think they've won a few cents, so they've been kind of picking it up. But the Celtics obviously are a big powerhouse in the East, uh, and are the Heat might be you know too busy watching the the Super Bowl to to lock in. The Celtics on the road, they're going to be more focused on the task they have at hand. That's my prediction. The Celtics are going to win that one. Brandon or Josh, you guys want to go over the games on Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, man, I'll go over it. Um, I got Monday. We got number four Kansas at number twenty three Texas Tech. Me and Josh both went with Texas Tech. Mm. Coleman, Kansas. Um, obviously, Coleman goes with Kansas. Why Coleman? Oh, uh, well, I just see the higher rank, and I don't know anything about ball, so I just choose the 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 lower number because it means a better team. No, I I think that. The... No, you write the first time. Just keep that okay. answer. No, no, no. Let me explain, please, please. Believe me, please. No, I, I think the uh, Kansas has proven themselves all year. Uh, Texas Tech. Uh, Although they are ranked and, and they've, they've been getting some love recently, I think it's kind of inflated uh, with with uh, the way they've been playing in the Big 12. The Big 12 is a great team, uh, great conference, and I think that they're getting boosts in their ratings from, from AP poll writers because of their conference they play in and the, and the games they played so far. But I think this is going to be a blowout, actually, in Kansas's favor, even on the road. Yeah, you're dumb. Uh, Kansas is not good away from Lawrence. Uh, they don't have, especially they had uh, their last game, they had five guys actually play. Uh, they're gonna oh, they the need. same thing at Lawrence against Baylor, but then there's only gonna be three guys show up off the bus at Texas Tech. But still, Texas Tech, they're gonna have a lot of students there, and they're gonna rush the court after they beat Kansas. You think so? You think okay? I don't think you yep. any team. I don't think at all. If you ever beat the number four team as a ranked team, you should not rush the court. Come on, man. probably. All right. What well, about uh, uh, next game? Y'all obviously don't know that. Patrick Mahomes is going to be at the Texas Tech game, obviously, after he wins the Super Bowl because he's a Texas Tech alum. So, obviously, he's going to be out there representing. But they're crying. Um, okay. <laughs> Nuggets at Bucks. We have that game on Monday. Me and Josh went with the Bucks. You know, trust the process with Giannis and Doc Rivers, who you one know, four. cannot win an NBA game to save his life with the best rosters in the NBA. Uh, Coleman went with the Nuggets. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, I, I went with the Nuggets because there's this guy. Uh, he actually got picked uh, during the draft during a Taco Bell commercial, and I'm really feeling like I do one meal a week where I go out and I eat eat something. I'm really feeling yeah, like okay, Monday. Buddy. I really want. I'm craving some Taco Bell, so I was thinking 
maybe Monday is my day this week where I'm going to go get some food. It lines up perfectly with what I what I want to do. So I, I'm going, I'm go, I feel the energy with Nikola Jokic and I, and I feel, and now that I say that, he's probably going to be out for that game, but Maybe that's just challenge. my gut feeling. Menu I challenge, Taco Bell, Tallahassee, pull up. Um, Our last game on Monday, we have the Timberwolves of Minnesota versus the Clippers of Los Angeles. Um, We all have the Clippers here. Um, It was a toss-up for me. I almost wanted to go with the Wolves, but they really? have been... They've been on a slide, and it's a downward slide. Um, it's a, it's a terrible not, slide. They have not been doing good recently. Um, blowing the number one spot, now they have a three-way tie. Um, talk about a major choke artist. And um, last game on Tuesday, we have Old Miss Rebels against the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, we all have Kentucky, although... I like y'all know I am an avid Kentucky. Um, yeah, don't switch up now. Put Ole Miss. I'll let you put it right now. Yeah, Brandon, I'll let you switch it right now. Don't switch. Hey, don't switch up. Go ahead, pick Ole Miss. Yeah, Do come it. on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Put put your money where your mouth is. Come on, Brandon. First UK, game, first UK game I've ever been to was Ole Miss at Kentucky. So obviously Kentucky's gonna win this for me. Oh, Brandon is gonna switch it. Go ahead, switch it, Brandon. Do it. I dare you. Brandon is actively. He's he's contemplating it. I can see his little cursor in our Google Docs hovering it over. I'm sending Drake to the apartment tonight. Don't I, I'm do be it. honest. I would switch it if Ole Miss was at home, but it's a Kentucky home game. Okay, okay. I I didn't even yeah. put Kentucky's record or their their thing on there on action, and that's because well, they're pro- they're basically unranked at this point with how terrible they've been playing. Yeah, if they're so. outside the top ten in Kentucky standards, they're not ranked. So true. I actually agree with that. How that goes. But yeah, all of us have Kentucky, and that is our last game. Uh, picking again, Kentucky is ranked number oh, we 17. Didn't, we didn't talk about the Kentucky Gonzaga game this weekend. I don't know how that didn't make it on the schedule over the Ole Miss um, game. I was gonna but, put it on there, but I decided executive you shoot. don't know ball. Okay, cool. No, I, I didn't want it on there because of you. I didn't want to Ooh. have to pick Gonzaga and then, like, you, can, you know, Gonzaga wins because obviously I picked them and then yeah. like, you have a heart attack well, and die. Let's so he's looking out for you. Josh, he's looking out for you, man. At least one person likes me on this podcast. Screw you, Coleman. I love Brandon, but I don't I don't care for Coleman. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's happened, bro? What did I do to you, man? Yeah. All right, All right let's move on. Uh, moving on, actually, to our... End of the podcast. The end of the podcast. <laughs> I thought we had someone else planned, but we don't. Obviously, we do these games at the end. So let's just, and you know, without further ado, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out, you know, listening the whole way through of the Wild Cards podcast. You guys are real ones. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, I want to remind you guys, everyone, make sure to go and check out our social medias. If you go on Instagram, you look up show wild cards, S-H-O-W-W-I-L-D-C-A-R-D-S. I don't know why I say it like that every time. I just feel the need to, you know what I'm saying? All right. Anyway. Thank you guys for showing up. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and peace. All right. Peace, guys. All right. Peace out, guys. Bless up.